Welcome back to another episode of Movie Flash, where uh, Rick and I talk about, yeah, Rick and I talk about some movies that we've seen that aren't necessarily a Hail Ming full hour, but are things we want to talk about. And this one was my pick. I saw it a while back and and I, I kind of pestered Rick into checking it out. Um, a couple of our fans had mentioned how much they like it. And, and, uh, and I really, I really enjoyed it as well. It's the, uh, it's the deadliest movie ever made Antrim, um, which is free on Tubi and it has been for about a year now. Um, but, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I just, I felt like it was worth talking about. And if you haven't checked it out and you're kind of a fan of that, that niche of found footage or, you know, alternate reality kind of, kind of horror movies, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's it's got a different feel to it for sure as far as what you expect out of the found footage thing because it's supposed to be literally a lost movie from the yeah. 70s that you're going back and watching this film unfold. But the beauty that I have to agree of why I like this because they do a good job of just setting the stage, right? Because they yeah. give you this fake documentary at the beginning of it about the history of this film and how they would show it to people and people would react and – People were going right. crazy and killing people and because of this a, film. Right. A, a couple of theaters, they had tragedies when they went to film it. And then a couple of people in um, film festivals that got like pre-copies of it, you know, for some reason or another were killed in some weird accident. You know, so it's it's kind of it's kind of this correlation and they have people on there going, Oh, I don't believe it's cursed or I think there are weird things about it. You know, like, like you said, they set the stage really well. Yeah. And then they, and then they launch in and they say, you know, we, they have a little disclaimer that comes up, you know, if something happens to you, it's not our fault. It's yours. Cause you're watching this and <laughs> you know, and here we go. Um, You pointed out that the movie doesn't exactly look like a 1970s well, horror it, film. It, I think it looks like it. I think it looks like the, the, the sound is too good is the problem. Yeah. So, but no, I think the, the look of it, I think is fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get it too, though, you know, and rewatching it, I mean, it's, you can tell that it's, it's someone who has learned to make films today, mm-hmm. making an homage to it, you know, and trying to make it look as, yeah. I mean, like it's all fuzzy and you know, there, mm-hmm. there are effects on the film and on the soundtrack too, which by the way, one of the problems we had with Milo was, was the little, the little creepy piano <laughs> music that runs all the way through it. In Antrim, they do the same thing to good effect. They have this, this haunting um, melody that is thrown in as, as music in the old one. And it kind of like, you know, like, like a, uh, like an old film reel would. Right. But it, it does a good job of like kind of being off putting, yeah. you know, it, it, it really sets the stage for that movie being a, like kind of a creepy uh, you know, example of, of horror films from that era. It's, it's not the same five notes over and over and over. And I think that's True. kind of what made it work too. So, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's really a lot to like about this one. Um, the, the fact of this boy loves this dog so much <laughs> that he's willing to dig to hell to get him. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the, the plot of the movie, you know, it, if you're not into spoilers, I recommend you just go check it out. It's yeah, I, I like it and I will highly recommend it. But um if you do want if you do want spoilers, just keep on it. The the plot, there's a family problem where this this dog, you know, got went crazy and attacked the the boy, you know, once and they went and put it down. And the, the kid feels 
guilty, you know, because the the dog was put down because of this and he feels like it's his fault. And his mom in an opportunity to say, well, she'll, she'll be all right. She went to heaven. His, his mom just straight up says, no, no, that dog <laughs> went to hell. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and and the, all the family sequences are really off-putting too, you know, cause it always yeah. kind of segues into a dream sequence where blood starts dripping down people's face or there's a point where they're in the car and then look up and there's nobody driving the car. And yeah, there, there's, I think that's one of the things that some of it really worked for me. Some of it didn't because you've got all this intercut scenes too that they put in. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, I just now remember you're talking about, you know, they were riding in the car and they look up in the front seat and there's nobody at the driver and the car is obviously moving, you know? Yeah. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of strange things that are and, happening. Yeah. So there, there are like, there are levels to it that kind of, help it to develop this mythology. Like you said, there's the documentary at the beginning and then in the documentary, they say, Oh, and we retrieved one complete role of this film, but it was found at auction and it apparently went into the hands of this cult that held on to it for a while. And, and so there are these interspersed, like you say, little sections yeah. of, of some kind of torture that's going on. And there are these sigils that have been, that have been scratched into the film that show up throughout. You know, I think yeah. one of them is, is, uh, um, Astroth. It's like the, it's like the demonic sigil for the, the highest echelon of demons. And it shows up something like 70 times or yeah. more in the movie. It's a bunch. It just kind of appears over things. Um, and you know, so, so again, it gives it those layers where like, you know, first it was a movie that was cursed. It was a horror movie to begin with. It went through the hands of a cult. They added things to it and you got the documentary. So it's kind of like, at what level do you want to stop believing? Yeah. You know, if you don't want to believe the documentary part, well, you can at least believe the cult part. If you don't want to believe the cult part, well, then maybe you just believe it's a horror movie. And so it gives you kind of an option of where you want to suspend your disbelief. And I, I really like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got plenty of options and, you know, the fact of being able to find this manual of how to dig the hell and everything you have to have in place. Yeah. I don't know. And it gives you foreshadowing of what's coming up too. So yeah. It's got it's, a little chapters of the book thing yeah. where there's the, the malbulge and the, you know, the layers of hell. So that, anyway, this, this older sister takes her brother to this park. That's got a, you know, don't kill yourself suicide watch sign on the outside of it. So there's that. Um, to, to ostensibly, you know, dig down to hell so they can get Maxine's soul back up out of hell. Um, yeah. and you know, the one part, you know, of all the things to disbelieve the, the, the fact that two kids with shovels could, could dig a hole that deep <laughs> in the middle of a forest without hidden roots. That's probably the most yeah. difficult to believe parts for me, but right. And not be dirty as, as all heck, because yeah. man, they, they would be dirty, yeah. but Anyway, you know, so so then you got like as the story unfolds, they're digging this hole and and uh you know she's she's got this book that Ike gave her, you know, she keeps mentioning Ike mm -hmm. and it, it has these instructions on how to get down to hell. And I don't know about a part of the way through, what do you feel about the little stop motion squirrel? <laughs> it was interesting <laughs> there's a part where she's like look it's a demon it's taken a form yeah. to hide from us and it's this stop motion squirrel that looks at the camera and it's like what is this well it's weird but you got to think about it for the time that it's supposed to be when it came out 
if you were going to make a horror movie, chances are a creature was going to be stop motion. So it kind of works. Yeah. I mean, and I think that it, it would have looked bad even then. So yeah, I just, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if it was just like a, it, it was the thought that the people making the movie did this and they're like, you know, this is weird, but it's, it's kind of strange in a, in a creepy way. So keep right. it. Right. So, yeah. you know, it, it's another one of those things where you just, why? Yeah. Cause it doesn't fit the mold. Well, it, but there's a lot of things I think about this movie that, that doesn't really fit a mold that kind of makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, it really kind of flips because you're getting this really heavy atmospheric demonic kind of feeling thing going on where they're trying to dig and you're seeing the chapters in the book and foreshadow. And then you take the right turn at Albuquerque with the, the redneck devil worshipers, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> There's these couple of guys that come out and shoot them and then I, captures them. Yeah. They, they, they go wandering and they find a guy trying to kill himself and they convince him to stop. And the guy wanders off. And then, then they go a little further and they find this, this big stove that looks <laughs> like, you know, that looks like you know, the Malbolge. It's like Satan and it's got a big erection and, and, uh, and these two guys around it, one of them who's, uh, you know, having Congress with a dead deer while they show up, you know, it's yeah. kind of, yeah, it's kind of, it looks like it belongs in Texas chainsaw. Sure. You know, yeah, these two guys are and they're speaking some foreign language too, like some Eastern European sounding language. Um and yeah, it's it's a like you said, it's a left turn. And those guys find gonna them. Gonna take the kids and, and put them into the into the belly of the beast and burn them alive they, and they got them in these little makeshift cages and Yeah, I mean it's it really takes a different turn when it gets to here, but you're kind of like, okay, yeah, sure, why not? Well, and, and it adds a real level of danger yeah. um, as opposed to what they're supposedly imagining because you're looking at it that saying, well, you guys aren't imagining all this because we as the audience are seeing it. But then you also add this level of, and now there's really a danger in that there, there are two guys murdering people out here in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. And are they a part of this? Because if you look in the book, you know, there's pictures that actually show these guys in there. Yeah. They have the, the so, demons. And, Supposedly, the the older sister made up the book and the whole hell thing to try and yeah. do this little um, um, ceremony for her brother. Yeah, right. To to do this this field trip, you know, and and um, and rescue Maxine's soul. And so the book is just a fabrication. She drew all the pictures. She wrote all the stuff. But like you said, one of the pages in the book has a picture of these two guys. Everything that's in there is stuff that they're seeing as they go throughout. And, and then, you know, the, the boy says, you know, she she tells him all this, you know, like I made Ike up, I made all this up. And he says, you, you didn't make up Ike. I met Ike. And yeah. there's a flashback of the kid going into an alley and being <laughs> beckoned by this, 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 this ebony hand. And there's this, you know, backlit character who, you know, tells him that he's marked now, you know, I, I think at that point, the, the Astroth symbol appears over his face, you know, yeah. and kind of, yeah. And it's creepy. I mean, I, I really, I watched it on my phone over a, a couple of weeks the first time. Yeah. And there were some points where I was like, I just put this down for a minute, you know, like it just kind of <laughs> creeping. Yeah. Um, and you so yeah, yeah. I mean, like there's, there's also like the, the Cerberus dog is mentioned and, mm -hmm. you know, he, he hears the dog, but they're, they're looking for a dog. So he kind of goes out 
looking and finds a dog caught in a bear trap and he frees her. And it's kind of a catharsis for him, you know, right. that he was able to save a dog because his dog lost its life because of him. Yeah. But that leads to the ending, which we're not going to give away, but right. at the same time, you know, you can't have a movie like this and it not be some sort of different kind of ending. So, which I think is done very well as as well because of coming off of what we're just talking about with him yeah. freeing, freeing the wolf. And it, it could have been a happy ending. And they even like yeah. throw a little fake the end in there, right, yep. right there. Yep. But yep. then they keep the movie going. But yeah, you get all these shots throughout, which are kind of creepy where it's basically the demon face. Yeah. It kind of pop yeah. up and, and stare. And there's a there's a scene in there where where this demon face is the only thing on the screen and it's looking at the yeah. viewer. Yeah, for a long time. For for a solid like for for a, a solid like minute. I mean, it, it's it's a long time for that character just to be the only thing on screen looking at you. Yeah. So yeah, very unnerving and almost to the point of where you're like yeah, should I be watching this or right? What, am what's going am I on? watching the movie or is the movie watching me? Is kind right. of I think that that what they're yeah. going for there, and I think they do a good job. I mean, yeah, I've seen a lot of attempts to make these movies. You know, like with the Ring. You know, they were trying to to kind of bring something home to the real world that makes you re- legitimately you know hide under your bed. You know, right. and I think this did a good job of like creating a movie that had so many levels to it and it's done, they're all done really well that um that it, it's it's it, it's worth mentioning it's worth watching sure well and of course you're a bit more of a of a connoisseur of the the lost footage films than i am i I'm, like I'm a, a fan but yeah i like a handful of them sure and i thought this one was pretty good there are a lot of really bad ones out there and oh, one, yeah. what i was impressed with was how what the quality of this one because you know they could have phoned in the the old movie because it's like, oh, it's old, it, it, you know. But they didn't phone in any particular part of it. They, they right. did a good job of making it all high quality. Well, here's here's what I recommend if you're interested in checking this one out. Check out Fury of the Demon first, which is a movie or a documentary about a movie that had this kind of effect on people. And it's a lost black and white type film, but it's the whole thing's just a documentary because I really feel like whoever made this was possibly inspired by that as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I would it, check that out. I think it's a good counterpart to go with watching this movie. It's awesome. And I'm glad you mentioned it to me because I, I want to check it out. You know, just on the heels of this, you know, I really did enjoy the, the whole feeling that this gave after the, the movie ends, which again, we won't give away, but it's, it's, it's pretty high tension at the end. Yeah. Um, there's a continuation of the documentary and it talks about the whole uh, film getting lost in a cult and, and all that part. And they explain some of the sigils, you know, they say what they are and they give some little stories about those. And it's just, it's just really well put together to, to yep. make it into, it adds a level of scary to the scary movie. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. It's another recommendation. Yeah, I, I highly recommend Antrim. If you are a big fan of it, you know, jump into the Facebook page. I'd love to talk with you about it. I know that that we had some people mention it a, um, a while back when it first was, or at least when I first heard about it, and uh, and it led me to it. So thank you. There you go. So yeah, let us know what you think about it. 
All right. Well, that's it for Movie Flash. We hope that uh, you enjoy this recommendation. We hope that you watch it and enjoy it as much as we did. Uh, and if you don't, well, then, you know, you can just zip it up. <laughs> Adios, no, folks. Really. Oh, sorry. See you later. <laughs> oh. No, but really, for Movie Flash, I'm Danny. And I'm Rick. See you later.